From VinePair's New York City headquarters, I'm Adam Teeter. And I'm Joanna Sherino. And in Seattle, Washington, I'm Zach Chabal. And this is the Friday VinePair podcast. So, guys, what have you been excited about on the site? And if anybody here says one story that has the byline of a person who's on the podcast... <laughs> Wait, I can't say I'm into Ask jo- Joanna. I like her. Oh. I like her. Um, oh, my latest Ask Joanna is blown up on Facebook, by the there way. There you go. Which one is it again? It's about stacking plates at a restaurant. Yeah, how do you feel about that, Joanna? Don't, don't stack do it. plates at the restaurant. It's rude. Please. You are not the server. <laughs> also, please don't put your napkin in the dirty plate. It's so gross. <laughs> People are weird. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's Let's just talk your about problem Zach's now. piece. Anyways, oh. Zach, your piece. It was I great, really man. I really out. liked it. Yeah, we, we we had some we had some people write in too and have some reactions to oh, it. Uh, Matt Crafton, obviously, uh, yeah. from Chateau Montalena, wanted to let us know what he thought oh, nice. uh, positively, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and positively, yeah. <laughs> he didn't get it. Zach didn't get any hate mail. Hate mail, not like his no. I thought his this hot was take on chillable red wines. <laughs> yeah, <Well> balanced. <laughs> I thought it was an interesting piece. It's something we had like kind of discussed to a certain extent on the pod before but um zach really dug into this idea that the relationship between wineries and restaurants has changed so over is, the last couple of years zach you want to give us a little synopsis i mean people still need to read but what, yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah. What, what, are you, what are you going for here man i'm happy to yeah though the the gist of the piece was basically that as we talked on the podcast a few times about how like wine's place in restaurants might be changing or in some cases wine might be struggling to find traction and it sort of led me to think about what that might mean for wine producers and talk to a number of producers um, in various parts of the country about their relationship with restaurants and how changes that have come out of largely the sort of post-COVID era have affected them and I was surprised although not shocked to learn that for a lot of them just one of the biggest challenges that they faced is there's been uh, such turnover in restaurants and a lot of wine focused positions just not really being filled or certainly uh-huh. not being filled by someone who is wine focused yeah. in the same way as before. And for smaller producers and medium sized producers, even that makes a, a point of entry really difficult because they don't have a natural person to kind of turn to and say, mm-hmm. hey, you know, this is what we do. Can we taste wine with you? Can we talk about how this might fit into your program? And it instead is, you know, just one more to-do item on a very busy list for a, you know, general manager or other restaurant manager. And that's, you know, that, that creates a real friction point. And, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the people I talked to on the winery side felt like, you know, wine just doesn't have as many kind of advocates in restaurants as it used to. And from the restaurant side, I think there's just a lot of like, hey, man, we're doing what we can. <laughs> like, yeah. it's really hard. And I, I, you know, feel both sides of that. And I think... Those, you know, I will say, I think that's the kind of thing that makes for an interesting piece, right? Is that you can, as the reader, sort of understand it from both perspectives and not sort of say, well, this side is clearly screwing over that side. It's much more complex than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great piece. Everyone should read it. Yes. I want to talk about something that I really enjoyed, which was not not an uh, an area that I normally <laughs> delve into. What? But uh, Rich Manning's uh, guide to uh, horror movie <laughs> cocktails was awesome. I thought he did a really good job with it. I'm not a horror movie yeah. guy personally, but and, and sometimes when you read those, like oh, let's pair a, pair drinks with things that are not like food. Sometimes I'm like, eh. but I thought there were a lot of clever selections, ones that both uh, kind of reference things maybe in the movies themselves or felt connected to it. And um, I just I thought it was really fun. And, you know, I'm not a big spooky season guy, but it was it was as close to getting in the se- in the spirit of the season as I typically get. 
I watch like one or maybe two horror movies a year, but yeah, they've mm-hmm. never been my thing either. They I, scare me. Evan and I have been watching a lot of the classics this year. I don't think the classics are horror movies, though. Not like the new kind of stuff that's like no, gruesome and gory and like like the scariest movie. Yeah, like you've the ever seen like The Shining is a great that's movie a great that happens movie. to be scary yeah. a little bit, mm-hmm. or like even The Exorcist and Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. and stuff. They're very different than like where it's gone now. Yes. Yeah. You know. Well, I think it's weird now that you have like you have your kind of like ultra gory like jump scare kind of like yeah. this is just going to overwhelm you with intensity, which I don't. Yeah, it doesn't appeal to me. Or you have a lot of these like kind of like almost meta commentary horror movies. Like I think the Scream franchise is still out there doing that. I think maybe yeah. I never watched any of the Saw movies, but I think they're kind of the same sort of thing, right? Where it's kind of like we're going to kind of wink about the fact that we know it's a movie and it's going to be like a fun thing for the audience, which, you know, meta commentary, I can kind of enjoy at times. But yeah, I think the thing that you're talking about, Adam, is that like really a good the classic horror movies. I think a, a great horror movie is really it's it's just it's about tension and suspense. And if you build it and maintain it well, then it kind of you're you know, the the scariest thing is the human mind. And so what we're imagining will happen is way scarier than whatever anyone could put on screen. Yeah. The other uh, story that I really liked th- this week was um, was from David Thomas Tao about mm-hmm. sort of how the term small batch has become the most confusing term in American whiskey. And, like, I think what I liked about this, too, is that if you just see the headline and you – and this was on one of our uh, one of our competitors' public, you know, publications, it would be, like, just a really lame, like, here's everything you need to know about small batch written specifically for SEO. And, like – you know, this actually is a really deep dive into how the term came to be in the first place. Yeah. I had no idea. You know, they would have all like reblogged each other. Mm-hmm. We even say reblog anymore, but you, <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, it would have been a site, you know, owned by a company that's two symbols together for SEO purposes, oh <laughs> and like they would have like Morse code, and uh, <laughs> and they would have basically written an article that was literally like. You know, small batch is this, and it is, you know, it just would have been so lame, uh, and it, it would have been bad. And this instead is a really amazing deep dive into what small batch is, how it came to be, how when the, you know, when the nose created the term small batch for why, why, bookers, mm-hmm. it basically was to try to explain that this was this special whiskey they were coming out with that was separate treated much more separate, mm-hmm. you know, separately than Jim Beam etc and now how the the industry has taken this term because it is unregulated, unregulated yep. and just run with it mm-hmm. and how now that really confuses consumers and we don't understand and some people are trying to now give transparency by using small batch by saying how much how small batch mm-hmm. it is you know how many barrels they're using how many bottles are out there but in general it's just again a, a term that probably doesn't need to exist anymore and if it's going to exist, it needs to have some sort of regulation because it's just so con- confusing. I well, I thought was so interesting about this piece was that some of the the like craft whiskey makers yeah. actually don't want it regulated because they don't want some regulation to you know be like twenty thousand barrels is small right. batch and right. they make seven hundred barrels right. and that is kind of like shitty for them. Why can't they just say itty bitty? <laughs> Mike micro batch. smallest batch teeny Mom. teeny weeny bourbon. <laughs> I wanted to talk about this week's tap lines, um, which was with the creator of pumpkin beer. 
Bill yeah. Owens. An American hero, right, Adam? An American hero, right, I Adam? I specifically didn't listen to that one because I was just like, <laughs> it's going to make me angry and I'm going to want to drive to his house and and take a take a bag that's filled with something I find on the sidewalk, light it on fire like you should do on Halloween and see if he comes out and stomps on it. Horrible. Oh, he's like 85 years old. Come on. You know what? We all need to get what's coming to us. And you created pumpkin beer. <laughs> Anyway, I thought that was I, a fun I don't, episode. I dislike him less though than the person that created the PSL. Yeah, come on. That you person. Pi- do you picture him being like go. Robert Oppenheimer, being like, you know, I am become death destroyer of worlds? When he yeah, I think he movie. doesn't know what he created, and I'm <laughs> sure you, he's I'm sure he's ashamed now. <laughs> I don't think if you listen to the episode, shame is what comes no, across. But you no, know, no. your mileage may vary. Yeah. Ugh, I still haven't had one this season, and I don't plan on it. Oh. Maybe Keith will punk you. How's he going to do that? I don't know. Leave one in your office like he did last year. Yeah. yeah, And then I'm just going to give it back to him. (laughs) (laughs) Great call, Keith. So I've had a lot of conversations on this show uh, over the years about celebrities' involvement in the alcohol space in general. Um, And I think one of the things that's really interesting is that the majority of investment amongst celebrities and and branding by celebrities attachment to certain things to certain alcohols really centers around spirits um tequila specifically and you know then past that if they delve into anything else it almost never seems to be the categories in the other areas of alcohol so beer or spirits that are i mean sorry beer, beer or, wine. or wine that are actually massively popular right so you know, I think you, you had a little bit of that in the early days. With, uh, Nicki Minaj has a Moscato that's really that's, that's pretty successful. I think it's called Mix Moscato. Um, you know, there are the pits with well, I was say, yeah. well, just Brad. Yeah, sorry, it's not the pits. It's just Brad <laughs> now with Miraval since Angelina's suing him for right. control or whatever she's trying to do with the property. Um, I don't think is John Bon Jovi's rosé diving into Hamden's water successful. Um, I. I don't know. I don't know the data, but I'm. I would guess yes. No. I don't know. What is it called again? Hamptons. Diving Hampton. into Hamptons water. Oh, I thought it was just Hampton water. Hamptons. I think it's diving in, which again is like, <laughs> okay. why did we have a word salad for the name of our brand? But maybe it's an issue. It's not. What reason it's not taking off, guys? Rethink it. Uh, but that th- there's that. Uh, whatever that is, um, and then there's. You have uh, the the beer that's why, Troy Aikman's beer eight eight, which I think is smart. He, he's probably one of the only ones probably going into that, that like athletic style mm-hmm. beer uh, to go after Michelob Ultra. But one of the categories that I've always been surprised no one's oh and then and then or it's champagne right. Jay Z has a champagne. Mm-hmm. Drake has a champagne, but those are not. I think it's not a category that's going to really scale, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's champagne. Right. There's a price point. Where it, it's going to ultimately be at, it's never going to get massively, massively huge unless you're really going to go right after Vove. And then I think the quality comes into question sometimes when you have to get that massive at that price point that's competing against Vove. Because, you know, Moet Hennessy's figured out how to make Vove at a, at a quality level still that I don't think a celebrity could really do unless they did it with, with Moet Hennessy. Why are they going to create a competitor to Vove? Um, but the one category that people really have not gone into or one area is Prosecco. Yeah. Prosecco is wildly popular. Very, very popular. People love it. And yet... Globally. Yeah, globally. Yeah. And yet no celebrity really, to at least to my knowledge, really done it and done it successfully. Right. Until maybe now. 
Well, there's Vera Wang Prosecco, which Jean we talked about. She's a celebrity. I mean, she's a fashion of. designer. A, but people know her by name. Yes, but the Vera Wang Prosecco exists, so Vera Wang can serve it to you right. in her studios when you While try you're on trying your wedding on dresses. Dress. Yes. Also, she's a wedding dress designer, not right. even a designer. No, she has she has like um, flatware and stuff, right? Like pla- all for plates. We and... talk about clean up the wedding business. Yeah, real smart. She's a wedding. smart person. Yeah, very smart. But yeah, and so like that's why it exists. Mm-hmm. The what is it? The Cameron Diaz like better for you is not prosecco. It's, it's cava. Not prose- oh, is it? It's cava. I didn't realize she had a sparkling. Yeah, what is it called? Aveline. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, pr- it's cava. Okay. So no one has done prosecco, but now someone has. Now someone has. Yeah. So Issa Rae uh, is going to join us in a second on the podcast to talk about her new Prosecco called Via Rae, um, which she's uh, doing in collaboration with Gallo. And I think it's a really interesting product. Yes. Um, and I think it's very smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, Prosecco, again, is wildly popular. And I think celebrity involvement in the category was bound to happen. And I'm actually shocked it took this long. Yeah, it's interesting, uh, you know, as part of the conversation, Issa explains why Prosecco, um, it's something that's very, you know, she's very personally interested in, so it's not like she was kind of scouting out what category was most successful. Um, But yeah, it's a great chat. She shares all about the whole process of coming up with it and collaborating with Gallo. Um, So yeah. Give it a listen. All right, so Joanna, I am thrilled to uh, have Issa Rae in the studio with us today to we're talk. We're both thrilled. We're both thrilled. <laughs> we're pumped. Super pumped uh, <laughs> to have you, Issa Rae, in the studio to talk about her new Prosecco. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. I'm happy to be here, and I'm pumped to talk to y'all. <laughs> cool. So um, tell us about the Prosecco. First of all, what is it called? And uh, then we'll get all into it. Yes, my new Prosecco is called Vire, and it is literally from me, with me, of me. Um, and it came about because of my love for Prosecco. You know, my my love of Prosecco started with, do you guys know who Melina Matsukis is? She's an incredible director. Mm-hmm. She directed the pilot episode of Insecure, many episodes of Insecure. And like during our get to know you yeah. uh, dinner, she took me out to sushi and she ordered Prosecco and I had no idea what that was Mm -hmm. and I saw what came out and I was like oh champagne she was like no girl Prosecco (laughs) and there was just something about that dinner that moment that drink that felt like so milestone-y to me and I wanted it for you know every celebration I had every gathering I had Mm -hmm. and it just kind of became my own signature drink and I was putting I put it in the show I was recommending it to people and trying all different types and people were actually trying it because of my recommendations and because of my character in the show drinks it and so I was like, I want to be able to stand by my recommendations and kind of create my own. And so mm-hmm. with the lovely folks at Gallo, I have a new Prosecco. So, yeah, how did that come about? I mean, obviously, you know, there is a long history of celebrities creating products that they love. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, we don't always hear the origin stories. Yeah. Um, I think some people just assume, oh, it must have been that someone was approached and, you know, one agent talked oh. to the other. But I'd love to hear the story about how this actually came to be. I've been trying to do this for years and tasting different types. And it literally was, I did a, <laughs> it started when I, like, made the uh, a signature drink with whiskey and Prosecco. Okay. Mm-hmm. What and was people, that? Yeah, it tell was us just about that. Jack <laughs> yeah. Daniels and Prosecco. I was just trying to mix cocktails, and I was like, I was during, uh, I had a whiskey period, 
And um, don't we all? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you feel so grown and classy when you're drinking whiskey, and I feel like that was my time of just like I'm a woman. <laughs> whiskey, and then I was like, but I still want my prosecco. So I was like, let me get the best of both worlds. So I did prosecco with a splash of, of whiskey, and the writers knew that that was kind of my signature okay. drink. I feel so like they I were, remember that. Was yes, that in the show? It was okay. in the show, and so people were like, "Well, I'm trying it. I'm trying it." And I was like, oh, this is crazy. You know, like people really fuck with like what she's drinking. And so the more people started trying it and then my my drink um, as I grew into my womanhood, it changed to vodka. Like okay. I was like, that was my okay. my like, oh, I'm I I want this is my summer drink. I'm a whiskey mm-hmm. in the winter, okay. vodka in the summer type of girl. And so vodka and Prosecco with French 75s, they just sure. really it pairs yeah. well together. And so people were trying that, and that's when I was just like, I, I don't want to just promote this specific, like um, this specific prosecco. Like again, I want it to be of my own. If I'm recommending sure. something to, yep, to people, yep. I want to stand behind the taste. I want to stand behind everything, and that like started my quest to to kind of make my own. So it's been a two or three year process. Wow. Um, going to Italy, trying various proseccos, learning about you know the glare of grape, just so much, um, and this has become kind of a passion project. So I I approach people as opposed to being approached about. Yeah, it. how did the connection with Gallo happen? Because I mean they obviously have the number one selling prosecco in yes. the in the world basically with Lamarca, Lamarca. who's also yeah. making this. Which correct? Lamarca yeah. I got <laughs> man yes Lamarca was probably my, like one of my first forays, and I uh-huh. used to rock Lamarca everywhere, and then I got. I got over it. Honestly, no disrespect <laughs> to Lamarca. You want to Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, I drank a lot of it. Everybody would give me Lamarca mm-hmm. like for my birthday because they knew I love Prosecco. And I was like, y'all don't know no, any other Prosecco. Thank you for the <laughs> gift, though. But thanks so much. Uh, but that was that was um, cool. uh, an introduction. Mm-hmm. You know, people, someone made an introduction to Gallo. And I, you know, I worked with multiple partners. I yep. interviewed multiple partners. Okay. And they just got it. I love that they're family run. Mm-hmm. Their company is just like they've they've just been outstanding throughout the process mm-hmm. and they're just super innovative so for for me it was just a natural natural collaboration cool so how many times did you go over to prosecco how many times did i yeah went? To, did you go over to italy to to taste oh i mean i wish i went more times more. i wish i had excuses i've i've only been twice okay. and recently for the third time but um mostly they were imported for yeah, for of course. tasting yeah, yeah. Yeah. i Way wanted easier. to be like yes exactly i want to be like y'all sure you don't want me to go to prosecco italy like they were like, no, that's not necessary. So, <laughs> I mostly tasted them in my office and at home. How many did it take to get it right for you? Several. When I tell you, I've, I mean, I've tasted a whole bunch, but they were good about, like, I want these notes. I want, mm-hmm. like, citrus notes. I don't want it to be too sweet because I don't like sweet ones. I like I like brute, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. I like dry. And so it was a matter of them shaping. And so... I mean, I, I can't count how many I, I try. We also tried existing brands, sure. um, and I got as, exposed to more Proseccos out there. And um, for me, it was just about, like, what what fits. But what we have now is, like, citrusy. It's not too sweet. It's a bit dry. And so it's, like, a perfect blend between champagne and, I, and a, like, a traditional Prosecco, like like a Lamarco. So the, the taste is a bit more elevated. Okay, cool. And did who designed the packaging? Oh, well, thank you for asking. That has, you know, my, my people at UTA, once they figured out that I wanted to, to do, to make a Prosecco, they really helped me to shape mm-hmm. that. And so... The packaging's awesome. I love thank the, you. We I were love going the color palette. Cool. Yeah, me thank too. Thank you. We were going for an Italy um, 1970s yeah, like feel. Vintage. Yeah, exactly. It's super cool, yeah. And so that was, like, that. we also wanted to obviously just differentiate ourselves from 
the other Prosecco's mm-hmm. that were on the shelf. And so this isn't like the classic calligraphy or, you know, specific, I guess, old school writing. It, yeah. it is meant to be more old school contemporary. Yeah. I feel like brown is such a retro color. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a good one. And tell me the, the tagline, we stay ready. Because we do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> simple enough. Yeah. If That's you why. stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Like that is the expression, and, mm-hmm. and you know, thank you for pouring this. Ooh, listen oh, yeah, to the sound. Try it. <laughs> we popped this before. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was a little, you know, just just in case. Yes. Yeah, it's smart. Um, but no, we stay ready is thank just you. just about that. Like this is on occasion. It's always here. It's ready for anything. It's it's. The Prosecco is also plays well with others, but it's just about, like, mm-hmm. for whatever is that Vieira is around. Oh, wow, it's very aromatic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, It's really nice, Amazing. yeah. Amazing. Like, the citrus is really, like, present almost immediately. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's lovely. So that's glad really to nice. hear that. That's pretty crushable. Crushable? What does that mean? Like, mm. you could finish the bottle on your own. Oh! <laughs> you could crush and it. Then, and, then, and then pop another one. I'm known to, to drink a bottle, but, like, legally I can't do that anymore. Which makes I know, sense. right? You can't, <laughs> talk, you can't talk about it. I can, though. So I will do it for you. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I do like drinking out the bottle, but I love, you know, uh, obviously, I, I'm, I drink in moderation. Yes, yeah. of course. You know, it's very responsible of you. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> so where is this going to be available? Uh, it's going to be ar- available at um, VRA.com, so you can okay. buy it there, and then there's, yeah, any, any, anywhere you can get it, honestly. How much do you see yourself, you know, out in the market with it? Everywhere. Everywhere. Honestly, I'm committed to this. When I say it's a passion project, like, I'm making the rounds, I'm, I'm talking to sellers, I'm talking to distributors, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I believe in this so much, and... It is fun. It's fun to be in this space, and I just have so much respect for just even people like you and, and learning learning more about just my own palate and mm-hmm. tasting um, the, tasting other wines and deciding if I want to foray into other other parts of it. But for me, this Prosecco is so specific to me mm-hmm. that I wasn't just like, oh, I want to just, you know, have a wine company and do everything. Even in talking to other partners, they were like, don't you just want to do, like, Maybe a sparkling wine that's not that's not necessarily prosecco because yeah. that's not really on the market in that way. Or people there's not awareness, and I was like, well, we can make people aware of it. And again, this is so specific to my journey, and and that's something that whatever I take on, it has to be authentic. I have to want to get on the ground, yeah, and, yeah. and talk about it. So um, yeah, it's literally organic. I think this was so smart, as Adam mentioned. Like so many celebrities are getting into the drink space like liquor specifically canned drinks wine obviously but i feel like prosecco is so wildly popular Mm. um it just no one else is doing and no one else is doing it it just felt it's it feels like really smart move well thank you (laughs) yeah thank you yeah again because it is i feel like maybe people while it is popular people don't really People are just like they just take it, or they see yeah. it on a menu, yeah, yeah. or they see what's on and the they show. They love it. They order it. Yeah, they, get they it. order yeah. it, and they're like, oh, but they don't think much about it. And again, because it is so like part of my my story, I'm just like, oh, I I, I want it to be a part of everything that I do moving mm-hmm. forward. And I'm such a celebratory person. This is what I'm popping out. You know, mm-hmm. what did you? So what sort of? Obviously, your career background is in comedy, writing, acting, etc., writing, yeah. producing. <laughs> what have you found that is? similar about the alcohol business and what have you found that's like wildly different or what Ooh, is, what has surprised you the most uh i mean obviously they're 
there are lots of rules. And I think, <laughs> you know, when you are like me, kind of just like a regular person who just loves to have a drink with your friends or your family, you're not really thinking that much about it. But particularly in the place, it, just how many, how many people are just like, so passionate about it and how many like how many arms there are to mm-hmm. it so mm-hmm. you know talking to these d- different distributors who have had family like companies forever like it's definitely more down to earth and you wouldn't think that I wouldn't think that the alcohol mm-hmm. company especially with the history of alcohol in this country would be such like kind of a down to earth industry but it's um in that way it definitely differs from the entertainment industry. <laughs> oh, so you don't, not as down to earth as what you're saying. No, people are crazy. <laughs> Everybody that I've dealt with has just been like, a, like I'm just trying to support my family, so I'm selling wine or I'm Aww. promoting wine, yeah. and I'm just yeah, yeah. like, I love that, and mm-hmm. I want to help you do that. Okay, yeah. I love that. Is there anything I should know that just from your? Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I would say the the rules are definitely pretty intense. Yeah, um, I would say also that what we realize every single day is that everybody. Nobody knows everything, and mm. I think that the people who are honest about that are the ones that are the most successful in yeah. the industry, right? Like, they're, you know, the sort of elitism that people think of when they think of especially wine yes. only exists in a very small bubble, yeah. and those aren't people you want to fuck with anyways. That's that's yeah. 100% true, and I think it is. I'm so glad you said that, because it can be intimidating. I'm mm-hmm. just like, I don't know everything, and I'm very much, you know, learning as I go along, but that is so fun, mm-hmm. and to, I did this you know, with my friends. Like, I got to shoot the commercial with my friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've been on this journey of discovery together. And, yeah, it, it can be intimidating. Like, my my cousin is a sommelier. She's one of the few women of color who's been able to do this. And when mm-hmm. she's hearing her talk about wine, I'm just like, I don't have any idea that you talk about, what you're talking about, but I respect it so <laughs> yeah. much. And I know... <laughs> That you're passionate did about. Did she it. help you with this? She's so thrilled. Yeah. You're so right. Ooh, no. Oh. I did not miss her. <laughs> I did not. She's so far away. She Where wasn't, is she? She's in Senegal right now. She okay. goes back and forth between Senegal and France. But I guess I could have just hopped over from Italy and been like, girl, come taste these with me. But it was like, it's my taste. You know what right. I mean? It's it, yours. It has to, I have to like it. But sorry, Umi girl, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are gonna get me in so much trouble. I don't know why I didn't think to do we that. We can cut that, don't yeah, worry. You know, we can just take it out. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Someone got left out. I think the other thing that we've seen in this business, especially for like the celebrity side of things, mm-hmm. is the more like authentically you know, tied to the brand people are. And like you said, like you're going to be on the ground, like selling it. Like that's when we've seen real success Yeah. Mm-hmm. versus just like kind of putting your name on something and letting it ride. Yeah. I have no desire to do that. And I'm always clear about like, if I'm not, if I don't feel comfortable posting about it, if I don't feel comfortable talking about it, like I just don't want to do it in, in any collaboration. And I've been mm-hmm. fortunate enough to, yeah, only do stuff that I really, really believe in. So I, I don't see that. You know, I've seen people. Mm-hmm. Put it's their a different names strategy, in. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, and people see through it. And for me, like I go heavily off of recommendations. So mm-hmm. like, if I know you love it, then I'm gonna try it. Yeah. I have a friend who's amazing. I'm like, you should be. I don't know. You should be something. I was. You should have a blog, but it's 2023, <laughs> and nobody, nobody does that. But the way that she is passionate and she describes things, it always makes me want to try it. And so, for me, like I hope that I have that effect too how did you have time to do this i made the time when i tell you it's a passion project mm-hmm. you will make the time to do it and I, like i really wanted to do this in the same way that i really wanted to make a coffee shop and my uh I, before insecure when i had a web series i was just like i want to start a coffee shop and mm-hmm. i told 
um, a business collaborator that, and I was like hounding him year by year, like, how do I do this? And he was like, look, if you want to start a coffee shop, you're busy as hell. Who going to grind the beans? And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's a fair point. And he was like, well, I can set you up to co- collaborate with people to, mm-hmm. to help you do that. And he did just that. And I have wonderful collaborators in AJ and Yoni for, for my coffee shop, Hilltop. And that's something that I also, like, I work there when I can. I'm on the ground. I'm helping curate the menu, meeting the staff, like, all those things. Like, I make time to do that because I care about it and I wanted it. In the same way that, like, if I start a show, I'm in the writer's room, I'm on the ground, I'm, like, doing every mm-hmm. part of it. And something like this, there's only limited hours in the day, but if I love it, I'm going to do it. So where do you where do you want to see the array go? Like, what, you know, let's say Ooh. five years, where is it? I mean, I think different flavor profiles. Um, cool. Because, again, my <laughs> it's still going to be um, based off of, obviously, my, my palate and my taste, and I have mm-hmm. to stand behind it. Um, and then, you know, in five years from now, maybe it's expanded into different categories. Like, I do think that VRA is a, is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and I honestly, I want to tell, I wanted to use it to tell stories. Even making this commercial, we had a limited time in Italy. But I'm like, I'm a storyteller and I want to be able to use VRA to tell like tell my favorite stories in in whether it's ad- advertising whether it's in filmmaking whether mm-hmm. it's in shows like I'm thinking about what stories I can tell with this particular brand awesome yeah that's very very it's kind of sexy so I, and I love love stories yeah, so, like, yeah. For me, people I'm love like, stories what can, people love stories people love yes mm-hmm. and so like I'm like the array might make you fall in love and what does that look like Oh. I've definitely Prosecco has made me fall in love and in really? crush. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm a married woman right now, but if I have a couple of glasses, you know. <laughs> yeah. I love the name. Oh. You're you. and it kind of kind of goes with your universe, yes. right? Because you have it's hooray, right? Hooray, yeah. yes, hooray, hooray, Issa Ray, Obviously, yes. what was it like coming up with that name? This is my last name pun ever. I have you're uh, done. You're yeah, done. done. Yes, because I have a a music label called Radio. Oh, okay. And then hooray, uh, and, and then via ray. And via ray, I wanted something that sounded kind of Italian, you know, yeah. and I feel like you can, if you say it in an accent, which I'm working on, I'm working on my Italian accent. <laughs> Do it, Adam. It can sound. I can't. No, I'm just <laughs> no, going to embarrass myself please. now. No, it's not, someone's going to cancel via me. Via They oh, say you did it. Thank good. you. That was Thank good. You. Can Thanks. you just record that? For, and I'm just going to use, I promise you, I'm going to use this. I'm going to take that down. I'm Italian-American. Exactly. So. Oh, you can do you it. Can yeah. do it. You can oh, do you're it. right. Yeah, we would have gotten canceled. Yeah, you were setting me up. Oh, my God. I was going to do it. Oh, it's your brand. <laughs> they would have been like, oh, yeah. Uh, not buying it. She's canceled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then uh, the, the name pun. So, like, I had a list of, of names I wanted to try. So many things needed to also be cleared, and this was this was clearable. Mm-hmm. I think I actually like it though when you're talking about the vision for the next five years, and that it is a name that can be applied to so many yeah. other, and it's you know it's Friend. from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's from me. Right. So whatever other wines you want to do, flavor profiles, etc., it really fits in a in a nice way, as opposed to calling it like I don't know, Issa Rae Prosecco. Right. Uh, then it's like oh, yeah. well, then that's the brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Which people have done. Yes, people. Yep. People have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I you don't have to know me to like it, you know. And and I hope that that lives behind and I think it's just it's just a bonus like the name is in there but yes to your point Issa Rae Prosecco I don't I feel like that limits it totally mm-hmm. right yeah I mean it could work but it, I mean it would work yeah, yeah it would of work. course <laughs> but like this is great <laughs> so obviously you are an LA person right yes I, and I know that you love LA so where do you like to drink in LA 
Oh my gosh. So there's this new wine bar, offhand wine bar that I freaking love. It's made from two guys. I mean, it's uh, it was founded by two guys from L.A. Okay. Um, one of them has a huge art collection and it shows. And he like they do DJ nights and they do um, collaborations with other restaurants in the area, which of course have pairings. And they're very specific about importing California wine. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So they were like, nobody really gives love to just California wine. And so they, they want to, like, they support local family-owned vineyards and all those things. And and it's also just a vibe. It's, like, mm-hmm. a fun place to take your friends. Um, I also, like, I, I drink hard liquor, too. But <laughs> I, <laughs> what's the latest? Uh, I just want somewhere really, really fun. Oh, Funke in L.A. is mm-hmm. fire, and they have great drinks. Um, mm. But I go, honestly, anywhere. I'm, uh, employees only is a nice spot. And I'm, are you guys have, are you I like L.A.? LA yeah. Okay, I like you LA too. You, yeah. but I haven't you, been in a while, though. Been We're about to give an award to a spot in L.A. as the best uh, spirits and bar okay. program. Ooh, tell I'm not going to tell everyone who it is. It? Oh. It's next week. We'll tell you after. It's next <laughs> week that after. it's coming out. But Well, what's out here where I need to go? Oh, here? What yeah, made your list out here? I see you guys post. Super bueno. You absolutely okay. should go, too. Uh, that's in the, like, East Village at Houston and First Avenue. Okay. It's awesome. And that's for all drinks, not just Mostly wine. spirits, okay. to yeah, be honest, spirits. but um, it's dope. Uh, in Brooklyn, we're big fans of Lalu, which is an awesome wine, wine bar. bar yeah. mm-hmm. um, we also... You liked Coloman. Coloman's amazing, which is right here. Okay, good. Which is really cool. Um... Yeah, gosh, there's... What I mean, determines... Are you guys determining, like, just, like, the mixology there? Mixology, the accessibility... I think the experience. Experience. Experience mm-hmm. is a big deal, right? Like, we... You can have the best cocktails in New York, but if it's, like... If you're an kind asshole, of crummy then, yeah. hospitality experience, yes. kind of bummer. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that that's, like, very true. We, we really try very hard to think about the entire vibe and not just... You know, oh, they make super amazing cocktails that are going to win awards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's there's a lot of wine bars that have buzz in this city that also have a really bad experience. Yeah, because if it is a, if it does feel stuffy or if like the ho- like the hosting makes so much of a difference, and yeah. like you said, just even like I, I, that's what I love about even this new bar that I mentioned. Like the guys are so personable and they want you to have a good time. And it is about oh my god, can I tell you the best? place that I ever went. Yes. That, Please. I was going to my, I went to Montreal uh-huh. or whatever, just Montreal's to write. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I had no idea. Cause you could just, it's, it feels like you're in Europe and then you're like, Oh no, yeah. I'm still <laughs> in North America. Yeah. But I walked into, it was by my hotel. I stumbled into this bar. I need to remember what the fuck it's called, but there's no menu. You walk to the bar. It's a very limited space. It's very intimate. You tell the bartender like what, what you're like, what you're feeling like, what your mm-hmm. flavor profiles are, what you typically like, and they will craft a drink on the spot to like serve you, and you're just watching them do it. And like every drink that I tried there, I had never had before, and it was just it was done with care, and it was so delicious. And the company was great, so it was just mm-hmm. like I went by myself, and I got to you know like talk to other people at the bar. It was super sexy and intimate, and the bartenders were. Just so into you and everybody there. Yep. Is there a place like that here? There is. I mean, I mean, the most famous that would do that would be Attaboy. Attaboy. Mm -hmm. For sure. No menu. No No menu. menu. Okay, I gotta check that out here. And you've been, and the experience is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's constantly on like one of the top lists, but it's like 
uh, it started a long time ago as a bar called Milk and Honey, and then mm. it changed to Attaboy when the original founder of Milk and Honey passed away. Got it. Um, and he's sort of credited with like starting the sort of craft cocktail scene in New York. Um, so it was like there were two rivals, right? It was like Milk and Honey and Death and Company. Okay. And uh, but Attaboy's awesome. You'd love Attaboy. Okay, I'm gonna try that out here because I was just like, there's nothing like that in LA, and I've been I've been yearning. I'm like, I have to go back. It's great. I mean, th- we talked about actually at the on the podcast on Friday. This uh, this experience I had in San Juan last weekend, where I went to a restaurant where you tell them what you were feeling, and then they just brought seven bottles of wine, and we're like, <laughs> and I was like, this was awesome. <laughs> Like and no I just list. like to taste seven yeah. bottles of wine. And then I was like, cool, we'll take this. Mm-hmm. It was it was That's so neat. much more interactive. It is. And then you, you learn so much about what you like. And exactly. then just what's out there. I also had a great experience at, at Carbone where this guy next to us was just like, he was so fucking obnoxious, honestly. <laughs> he was loud as hell. He was getting into our conversation. But he was a wine connoisseur. And he was like, no, no, no. What you have there, it's not good. You mean, I taste this. with And every bottle, because he, <laughs> he said a lot of bottles are wet just for no reason, just because he could. He was he another diner. Nothing, another diner. Oh, that's he nothing from us. <laughs> we got so drunk that night. But, like, his wine taste was spectacular. And he was like, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, Anyways, and then we'll go back to his table. So, so as obnoxious funny. as he was, thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you, you, random sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for turning our night up. Well, yeah, so talking about wine, is there a bottle recently that you had that was amazing that you just keep thinking about? Oh. Obviously, besides you, right? I mean, another Prosecco that I really like is Santa Margarita, and I, it was never in my life prior to this. Mm. Um, and then a bottle of wine that I had recently. There's, yes, that I bought. I'm not going to remember the name, so it's I'm okay. so useless. It's okay. I love omakase sushi. Uh-huh. Like, I, I love a tasting experience. And I went to this uh, sushi spot in Ventura called Sushi No, I want to say. And there was a specific bottle of red. It was a blend that paired so well with this fatty tuna that they had. And when I tell you, I think about my husband and I. He never buys bottles. He's always just like, <laughs> he'll drink mine, but he'll never like go out his way. And he was like, we have to get this. Um, but I will take a picture of it. Oh, so he won't buy it for the house, you mean? No, he won't buy it for the house. Like, he'll buy it, like, at a restaurant, but mm-hmm. he won't, like, take it back home. Because sometimes, home. like, that's when, especially when you have a sommelier who's, yeah, like, you yeah. know, you're just like, oh, I want to, you sold this so well, and I taste it so good, I want to buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He would never do that, but this was the one instance where he's he like, was like, this. yeah, we, we got it. And he's proud of it. <laughs> he takes ownership for like this is my idea to buy it. Like so maybe that's why I don't know the name. He 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 could tell us. I love it. That's yeah. great. Yeah, we should we should text him and yeah, let, let me know. Let us, know. let us let us know tomorrow. Send us the the no problem. I got you. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. So is this is Vira now the house prosecco? It has to be right. It has to be. like it has to be. He <laughs> he actually didn't taste the final product until just recently. I got him on camera. I know. I'm so bad at this, okay. guys. I did not get his okay. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't need my cousin. I don't need my husband. <laughs> I just did it on my own. Yeah. Um, but he liked it, thankfully. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, even you know my friends didn't get to taste the final pro- product until like a-, a little bit later. But yes, it's um, it's now the house prosecco, and I'm so grateful that you they all like fridge. You should. Did There's I- a branded fridge in the house. You know. Oh my god, I actually love that. Yeah. yeah. That's so smart. <laughs> yeah, when you have people over, like, okay, yeah, help yourself. But yeah. there's, like, food going, or is it only It should just be the Prosecco. <laughs> and whatever, you know, whatever cocktail ingredients you need that you're feeling with the Prosecco at the time. Yeah, you're right. I like that. And then, and 
I, I don't want to like beat people over the head with it, yeah. but I think that that's, <laughs> that's essential. I wasn't telling you to wrap your car in Via Ray brand. I might do that. I, I would do that first. That'd be, you know? that'd be amazing. Yeah, like why not be the biggest advertiser? <laughs> yeah. Everybody Just show up to the lot big. with a, you know, a Via Ray car. Put people mm-hmm. in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, who's never in, like if you're not in the mood to drink, then, you know. Fine, but I think I can get you in that mood. Yeah, yeah. to celebrate. Absolutely. This and it's always a celebration. That's you, why there's you stay always ready. something. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly <laughs> why you stay ready. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. So uh, what else are you doing right now to promote the Prosecco? I know you, um, you're in New York for the whole week. I'm right? in New York for the whole week. I'm stopping by um different places. We're throwing a party tonight, you guys at your wonderful spot. Um, <laughs> and so I want to thank you for that. Of course. Uh, throwing of course. a party in LA. Um a little rooftop vibes because it's still warm in LA. And New York got cold well, so quickly. It's always warm in LA compared to New York. I mean, come in January and it's freezing. <laughs> no, it's not. I was there last Her January. It's freezing. <laughs> cold for LA people. Yeah, cold like for walking LA around people. in puffer yeah. coats and stuff. And yeah, you're like, they need uh, her on in the car. Just, uh, <laughs> right here, so it is. Doing too much. Out it's here. in the sixties. It that, uh, really is it? <laughs> is it? it I feel like cold. we have different. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have a sweater on yeah, too. Please, too. thank you. Um, but yeah, I'm here all week, and then it's a like Thanksgiving is coming up. The holidays are coming yes. up. We might shoot more things. I love um, it. But Good it's timing. just it's it's part of my life now, so you'll see it a lot. No, this mm-hmm. is perfect for Thanksgiving. Yes, this it's really Thanksgiving well. colors actually. Thanksgiving colors. It goes really well with all the food. It's light enough, mm. right, so that you can. Drink a few bottles and you can still <laughs> have some conversations. Share, a few yes. bottles. Mm-hmm. Sh- mm-hmm. share, share, drink, whatever you need to do. Yeah. You know what that holiday's like. Mm-hmm. Yes, I Depending do. Depending on who some comes. Of you, Exactly. Sometimes you, you might need it as a nice little, like a way of self care, I'll say. Self care. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I should just say stay ready, self care. So, yes, absolutely. That'll be part of our, that's a part of our next campaign. I Thank like you. it. I like it. And have, have how many people like in your orbit in your life have tasted it so far? Well, now I think everybody in my, oh, my mom hasn't. She's not a drinker. Your mom hasn't tasted it? No, she's not. She gets, she can't do it. I don't know she if she can. Yeah, she's like very much a lightweight. Maybe she'll make an exception. A little to, toast. To, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to bring in a Thanksgiving for her to try it. She might, she's so supportive that she might just, you know, get a little, get a little tipsy because, <laughs> you know. And so, but otherwise my, my entire family has tasted it. Have you sabered it yet? Sabered it? Can we do it tomorrow at what the party? Oh, yes. Oh, we're going to do it. Sabered it? Lop it off with a yeah, knife. Yeah, with a knife. A saber. Oh, I have never done That's so scary of me can, to can do. I, can I teach you how to do it tomorrow? I would <laughs> absolutely love that. Okay, we're going to do it. Yes, you can show me tomorrow. But cool. can you show me first before I do it in front of people? I'll show you upstairs, and then we'll when we come down for the party, I'll show and you. And it's guaranteed to work. Has anybody failed miserably at doing it? Only one person. <laughs> oh, fuck. His name's Tim. He's he's <laughs> on our team. Call him out. Like, yeah. How did he feel? Did he injure somebody? I think he he had a magnum. He Is had a magnum. Oh, it a wasn't hard, it, yeah. it wasn't cold enough. He was set yeah. up for failure. Yeah. And then it just he kept doing it and it didn't work and you it was very embarrassing. Him. It's a good, yeah. It's a good Tim, party trick. It it's a great party trick. Yeah. It's a really great party I trick. We'll take a party trick any day. <laughs> cool. Well, Issa, thank you so much for thank coming on the so show. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you for tasting. Of course, Ray. it's delicious. And thank right. you for your we time. We gotta go share this. We're gonna go share. I wish you all the success with this. Yes. This is we're so excited. Great brand. Thank really you. Awesome. Thank you so so much. All right. So, I obviously was not there for this interview, uh, but really fascinating. I think you guys got into a lot of the great questions. Um, and a, and a lot of fun stuff too, for sure. 
Uh, I have to ask, I know because you guys had a uh, both a chance to taste the Prosecco when you were, uh, you know, in studio and then did an event the next night. How, where do you kind of slot it in among the Proseccos that are kind of out there widely available? What does it remind you of? Ooh, that's good. Uh, I mean, so they're they're very open about this. It is made at the La Marca uh, winery mm-hmm. in okay. in Italy. Um, it is it is similar to La Marca, but different. Yeah, there's there's a touch more residual sugar, but not a lot. Yeah, um, I will say it is, and you know, from the staff who I'll try to, it is as I said on the in the interview, extremely crushable. Yes. Cool. It's a very easy drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's priced a little higher. It's than priced higher. Marca. Slightly. It's Slightly. like nineteen dollars a bottle, I believe. Maybe it's it's a tad more complex than than standard Lamarca. Mm-hmm. I maybe it's it's a little similar to Mianetto. Yeah. But it's right there in like that I think flavor profile of Prosecco that people are looking for at that price point. Yeah. It's just like high acid. A little, a touch of sugar, but not too much that makes it cloying. It's not a sweet prosecco. No, she doesn't like that. Right? No, she doesn't. And she then likes it's drier. very high in the citrus aromatics. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think it will perform very well in, in the markets they're pushing it in right now. They're I think they're in five or six markets, as she said, and then they'll see. Um, but yeah, I, again, I I think it's going to be successful, and I wish them all the best. Yes. So happy to have had her on the pod. Yeah, and let us know what you think. Uh, hit us up at podcast at uh, You know, who else do you think should get in the Prosecco game? Oh. What other categories do you think are, you know, sort of untapped that celebrities should be paying attention to? Or you want to people that should say, that says, you know, celebrities should not pay attention to them at all? Come on, mm-hmm. guys. It's, it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, let us know. Podcast at And I will talk to both of you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Sounds great. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast, the flagship podcast of the Vine Pair Podcast Network. If you love listening to this show, or even if you don't, but I really hope that you do, as much as we really do love making it, then please drop us a review or a rating wherever it is that you get your podcast, whether that be iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere. If you are listening to this on a device right now through an app, however you got this audio, please drop a review. It really helps everyone else discover the show. And now for some totally awesome credits. So the Vine Pair podcast is recorded in our New York City headquarters and in Seattle, Washington, in Zach Jabal's basement. It is recorded by Zach, mastered and produced by Zach. He loves all the credit. Keep giving it to him. Drop his name in the reviews. He's going to love hearing how much you love him. It is also recorded in New York City by our tastings director, Keith Beavers, who is the managing director of the entire Vine Pair podcast network. I'd also love to give a shout out to our editor-in-chief, Joanna Sherino, who joins us on every single podcast as our third and most important host. Thank you as well to the entire VinePair staff and everyone who's been involved in making VinePair as special as it's become. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week.